Now, see, I almost said good morning. How about Merry Christmas? Merry Christmas to all of you. Welcome to Stone United Methodist Church. I am Pastor Kendra Ballier, and I am so glad to see you on this not-so-bitter-cold Christmas Eve evening. Welcome, and I am so glad that you get to join in with us. Tonight, we will be serving communion as well as being able to worship the newborn king. So, with that, if you would please rise and join with me for the call to worship. And you'll find those on the screens around the sanctuary. God God loved the world. God loved the world so that he gave his only son to the lost to save. Christ is the solid rock of faith who was made flesh and suffered death. Our opening hymn tonight is Joy to the World. You can follow along on the screens or you can follow along in a hymnal number 246.
may be seated. And it is time now to light our Advent wreath, which is the only candle that is left on the Advent wreath, which is the Christ candle. And so, with that, can I ask you, John and Cindy, would you come up and light the Christ candle tonight? Thank you. There you go. Tonight we light the center candle of the Advent wreath as we celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ, the light of the world. He came to bring us hope, peace, joy, and love. He came to bring us salvation through faith in his name. On the first Christmas night, shepherds in the fields near Bethlehem saw the light of God's glory and heard the glad news. Unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and, and claws and lying in a manger. The shepherds hurried to Bethlehem to see the holy child. Tonight, we share the joy of those shepherds as, by faith, we too gather to worship our Savior. On this holy night, let us confess our sins to God and ask his forgiveness. On this holy night, let us confess our sins to God and ask his forgiveness. We too often seek glory for ourselves. We follow our own selfish desires instead of loving and serving others as we should. We try to exalt ourselves instead of giving glory to your Lord and Savior. Have mercy on us and forgive us for Jesus' sake. Lead us by your Spirit to glorify your name in our thoughts, words, and actions. In mercy and love, God sent his son to be our savior. The holy child of Bethlehem was born to die as the atoning sacrifice for the sins of the world. By grace, through faith in Jesus, we rejoice in God's favor and in his peace. I announce to you that your sins are forgiven in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
Our opening hymn this evening is Infant Holy, Infant Lowly, number 229, or you are welcome to follow along on the screen. 229 or on the screen. Children, if you want to come on down for the children's chat, I'm going to talk to you for a little bit. Hello, come on up. Come on up. Hello, come on all spread out in here and all over the place. You guys all look so nice tonight. You would think it's Christmas Eve. Is it Christmas Eve? Yeah. Oh, well, then I guess I got the right day, huh? So why do you think we meet at night instead of in the morning on Christmas Eve? What do you think? It is. Well, we celebrate at night so we can get ready and celebrate and bring in Christmas Day, being ready for Jesus to be here, right? Yeah, that sounds like a good idea. So I want to ask you, did you ask for a lot of things this year for Christmas? You did. What did you ask for? You don't remember. Hmm. You did. What did you ask for? A skateboard. Ooh, okay. What do you think? Oh, those sparkly things. I like that. Do you think on the gingerbread making kit, do you think there can be sparkly things on it? I don't know. What do you think? 
A few expensive things. Mmm. Ouch. Ooh. Ow. What do you think? A phone. A Nintendo. You ask for expensive things too. Oh, special markers. What are you going to draw with the special markers? Pictures. How many of you are artists? Oh, there's a lot of artists. How many of you are cooks? How many of you like to cook or help cook? Ooh, see, there's all kinds of things that you might be getting. Do you know what the most special gift of all is, though? Does anybody know what the most special gift of all might be? What do you think? What do you think? You forget. I'll give you a hint. He belongs right there. What do you think? Yeah, it's baby Jesus. He is the most special gift of all. Do any of you sing happy birthday to Jesus tomorrow? Yeah? You did at your party. That's pretty special. What else? Do you think he should get some gifts? Yes, you think so? What do you think he should get? Myrrh, gold, and frankincense. Hmm, you might have been listening this morning. What do you think? A skateboard. You think baby Jesus needed a skateboard? I don't know about that. I don't know about What do you think? Gold and that crusty stuff. That crusty stuff is frankincense and myrrh. And I'll bring some frankincense for you to smell in a couple weeks. How's that? Or actually next week. I'll bring it next week. How's that? All right. So today the most beautiful gift we can get is baby Jesus. Do you know why? Do you know why he's the best gift? Why is he the best, 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 best gift that any of us could get? Do you know what a sin is? Yeah. What? Tell me what a sin is. It's something that you do wrong. How many have ever done anything wrong? Yeah, me too. And if I asked all of them, I bet you all their hands go up too. Ready? Watch. How many of you have done anything wrong? Uh, okay. So we all need Jesus. You know why? Because he helps us get rid of our sins. Not because of anything we can do, but because he is the son of God. That's pretty special, right? Yeah. So Jesus coming into the world helps prepare the way for us to get rid of our sins. Because if we believe that Jesus is the Messiah, then he saves us from our bad selves. That's a pretty good gift, right? Yeah, I think so too. So tonight, that's what it's all about. That the baby Jesus has come into the world to save us from ourselves. Pretty good gift, right? Okay, now I'm counting. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. Okay, guess what I have? Okay. Yeah, you can see it in there. I got more candy. Yep. So we're going to do that. But first, what do we do? We need to pray. That's right. So everybody touch your hands together. Repeat after me and say, Dear God, thank you 
for the most amazing gift that any of us could ever receive. Thank you for Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so some of you who know me a little bit better than the other ones, you also know that I give you... Yep, I got gospel grams. So, if you are under eight years old, come up to see me. One for you and a candy cane. No thanks? Oh, well, that was so polite of you, though. You can go back to your, there you go. And there you go. Uh-huh. And one for you. And one for you, and one for you, and, whoop, that was a broken one. And one for you, and one for you, and a candy cane for you, and one for you. Oh, that's a broken one. We don't want a broken one, although they chew up the same, don't they? And I see that. <sighs> How did that happen? I don't know. Here we go. And one for you, my dear. Here you go. And a candy cane. Uh-huh. There you go. You're so welcome. And one for you. Boy, I had just enough. And one for you. And the rest of you, come see me. There you go. And can't. Oh, that one's broken. We don't want a broken one. Unless somebody really wants a broken one. I want a broken one. You want a broken one? Okay, here we go. One broken one. There you go. You just have the candy cane. Uh-oh. Oh, no. Here you go. One for you and one for you and one for you. And if you're looking for crayons, there's bags all the way back in the back. And Miss Bev will make sure, here you go, that you get a bag. You might have to share them tonight, though. Okay, everybody got one? Whew. Okay. It is time now for our offering. And tonight's offering is, well, I want to explain about an offering a little bit. First of all, an offering is an act of worship. It's how we give back and say thank you to God, what God has done for us. And over this past year, I bet you God has been pretty incredible to each and every one of us. Even if there have been some bumps and bruises along the way, God reminds us that God walks with us every day of the year. And so we know that promise is true. And so we give back to God so that we can love God, okay? So now we'll have our tithes and our offering.
most holy God, you are so good to us. And on this day of giving, you have given us the most amazing of gifts. And you have blessed us richly and abundantly because of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Bless these offerings, Lord. Bless them and use them to the building of your kingdom here on earth. We pray this today in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Thank you. Got it. I bet some of you wondered if I could make it back here with all this fire around me, huh? Don't worry, I was too. Tonight, I want to share the first scripture reading with you. It is Luke 2, 1 through 7. Luke 2, 1 through 7. In those days, a decree went out from Emperor Augustus that all, that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration and was taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria all went to their own towns to be registered. Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to the city of David called Bethlehem, because he was descended from the house and family of David. He went to be registered with Mary, to whom he was engaged and who was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for her to deliver her child, and she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in bands of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. Our next hymn is O Little Town of Bethlehem, number 230, verse 1 only, and you may stay seated. second scripture reading this evening comes from Luke 2, 8 through 14. In that region, there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone round them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for see, 
I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, heaven and on earth peace among those whom he favors. Our next hymn is verses 1 and 2, Angels We Have Heard on High, hymn number 238. Our next reading comes from Luke 2, 15 through 20. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in the manger. When they saw this, they made known what had been told them about this child. And all who had heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned in praising God for all that they had heard and seen as it had been told them. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. 
Our next hymn is the first verse of Away in a Manger, number 217. Imagine this, 2,000 years ago, before there were planes, trains, or automobiles, there was this woman and this man who were told that they had to go and register for taxes. Now, back then, taxes weren't a favorite of people any more than taxes are now, and so they just did what they had to do, and so... The images that we have in our mind is that Joseph had gotten a donkey for, for Mary to ride on. But scripture doesn't tell us that. So we're not sure if that's what happened. They may have walked the whole way because you have to remember they were poor. While Joseph was a carpenter, he wasn't building houses, he was building furniture. And Mary came from one of the poorest families there were. Well, they got there, and they found that there was no place for them to stay because, well, they weren't the only ones that had to show up to pay their taxes and to register. And so as they had registered, they put together this last-ditch effort to find a place to stay. And so they stayed in a stable. Now in our minds, we think of the stables as looking something like this. But in all likelihood, if you were to go to Bethlehem today, you would find caves, many, many, many caves that are naturally found in the ground because it's an area that is full of limestone. And so the limestone usually kind of eats gets eaten away, and it leaves this crevasse in the, in the ground. Or you might find the stable underneath of a house. That way you kept all of your belongings and property together. Now, if you were going to Bethlehem today, you would see that the houses are literally up against each other, and many of them are sharing the same walls. And if you were going there today, you would see that Bethlehem is actually in Palestine. It's not in Israel. And so in 2017, when I had the opportunity to go to Israel, we went to Bethlehem as well when we went to Palestine. And it happened to be on Orthodox Christmas Eve, which is on January 5th, and the night before our Epiphany which means the day that the wise men had come. And on that time period, 
we had to cross many checkpoints to be able to get in to Palestine. And of course, since they were celebrating at the Church of the Nativity, all these people, these pilgrims had come to celebrate. And I kind of liken it to Mardi Gras. Not everybody is there to celebrate the coming of Lent. They're there for the party. And that's true today as well because the Palestinian president was coming to mass. Now, this should sound odd to you because the Palestinian president is Muslim, okay? But he was there to be seen. He was there for the party. Now, when you think about Mary having this child, there she was in a stable. We don't know if any women had come to help her, any midwives had come to help her. But nonetheless, if you've ever been in a barn, unless you do a lot of raking and cleaning, they're not the most, well, cleanest places to be. Even if you had cleaned all the manure that day, it's still not necessarily the cleanest place to be. And the first bed for Jesus was in a manger. And so I'm sure that they were resting when out in the fields, these, she these shepherds who were tending their flocks, and the way that they tended their flocks at night is they either had stone corrals where they shoot all the sheep into, and then the shepherd would lay across the doorway if he was to rest for the night. Why would he lay across the doorway? Because you would certainly feel a sheep trying to get out and walk across you, right? Or you would feel a predator trying to come in. But I will tell you out in the shepherd's fields, there's also all these little caves all over the place. So if you are fortunate enough to have a cave to shoo all of your, your sheep into, that's where they went. And you still, if you were a shepherd, laid across the doorway that way the sheep wouldn't get out and the predators wouldn't come in. Now, I want you to know something about these kinds of angels that come to share good news. They're not quiet. And they're, well, they would be scary for just a regular normal human being. And if you were out in the middle of the dark, out in the middle of the night, just laying there listening to the sounds of your sheepies, maybe hearing a coyote out in the distance, and maybe you were close enough to another cave that you could talk to one of the other shepherds, that's all you would be hearing until this angel arrived. So every time an angel arrives, what do they say? Do not be afraid. Okay, well, I don't know about you, but I'm going to like um, be a little worried and wary about what's going on here, right? So the angel tells the shepherds that a baby has been born. He's the newborn king. He's the Lord. He's the Messiah. And that they are to go and worship him. Let me explain something about shepherds. They didn't have a shower out there. They didn't come in very often, and so they weren't bathing too often either. And if you were to think about the totem pole about people on where they rank between the king and uh, the bottom of the bottom, they're down below the bottom of the bottom. 
they're smelly and they're uncivilized, if you will. I kind of like smelly people who are out in barns. I like to go out in the barn myself, but, you know, that's just the way things are. They were the lowest of the low. And God chose them to be the first ones to get the birth announcement. And so they listened. They listened to the heavenly host, this heavenly choir that came to sing. Wow. Could you imagine? Now let me tell you about Christmas Day in Bethlehem. The bells start tolling at midnight all over the city of Bethlehem. And I was laying there in the hotel in my bed, and I could hear the bells start. But it's not just like a carol on like we have in different steeples in different churches. No, no. They were tolling not just for 15 minutes, not just a half an hour, for hours. People were in the streets singing and dancing and playing recorders and instruments. It was amazing. You see, they were giving glory to God for what God had done and is doing in our lives now. And that's what the shepherds did. They went to the stable and they saw the baby and they told Mary what had happened. And she sat there and she pondered. You see, this glory is grace. This glory is grace that God had given to the shepherds. This glory is grace that, that Mary was sitting and pondering. And this glory is grace for you and for me. Because like I said to the, to the young ones a little bit ago, I don't know about you. Well, I do know because I'm one of you. I sin too. And I need the grace of our Lord. And so we've all received the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. All you need to do is to believe. That's the good news, folks. And tonight we get to share in the good news. We get to share in Holy Communion. And remember that he had given himself for us. A few years ago, I was part of a cantata. And we were having our final dress rehearsal. And there was a quartet that was supposed to open for the cantata. And the only songs that they were singing were songs about Jesus' death and resurrection. And what he meant for us. And the cantata we were getting ready to sing was for Christmas. And so the director was just having a canary over this. Well, I said to her, it's okay because you can't have one without the other. You see, that's why Jesus came into this world to give each of us grace. He gave the gift of his life for our lives. That's good news. And so in this church, in the United Methodist Church, we practice an open table, which means everybody gets to be served communion. Everybody gets to be part of the body of Christ. All you have to do is live into that grace. That's the good news. So let us pray. Lord God, I thank you today for the good news of Jesus Christ the most perfect and glorious gift that was ever given, for it is the gift of his grace and his love. 
and it endures forever and ever for each of us. We praise your holy name tonight, and we live into your kingdom today. We pray this today in Jesus' name. Amen. I had given out tonight, and when you came in, liturgy for Holy Communion, but we're going to, as in preparation, sing Amazing Grace, just the first verse, and then we will have co uh, the liturgy for Communion. with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and a good and joyful thing always and everywhere to give thanks to you, Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. You created light out of darkness and brought forth life on the earth. You formed us in your image and breathed into us the breath of life. And when we turned away and our love failed, your love remained steadfast. You delivered us from captivity, made covenant to be our sovereign God, and spoke to us through your prophets. And in the fullness of time, you gave your only son, Jesus Christ, to be our Savior. And at his birth, the angels sang, Glory to you in the highest, and peace to your people on earth. And so with your people on earth, and all the company of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, Hosanna in the highest. Holy are you, and blessed is your son, Jesus Christ. As Mary and Joseph went from Galilee to Bethlehem, and there found no room, so Jesus went from Galilee to Jerusalem, and was despised and rejected. As in the poverty of a stable Jesus was born, so by the baptism of a suffering death and resurrection, you gave birth to your church delivered us from slavery to sin and death, and made with us a new covenant by water and the Spirit. As your word became flesh born of a woman on that night long ago, so on the night in which he gave himself up for us, he took the bread and he gave thanks to you. And then he broke the bread and gave it to his disciples, and he said, Take, eat, this is my body which has been given for you. 
Do this in remembrance of me. When supper was over, he took the cup and he gave thanks to you once again. And he gave it to his disciples and he said, Drink from this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And so in remembrance of these your mighty acts in Jesus Christ, we offer ourselves in praise and thanksgiving as a holy and living sacrifice in union with Christ's offering for us as we proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. Pour out your Holy Spirit on us that are gathered here and on these gifts of bread and wine. Make them be for us the body of Christ redeemed by his blood that we may be for the world the body of Christ redeemed by his blood. By your spirit make us one with Christ, one with each other, and one in ministry to all the world until Christ comes in final victory and we feast at his heavenly banquet through your Son, Jesus Christ, with your Holy Spirit and your Holy Church. All honor and glory is yours, Almighty Father, now and forever. Amen. You know, Jesus, according to John 1, it says that the Word was with God and the Word was God. And so we know that in the beginning, Jesus was there because the Word, Logos, in, in Greek, means Word. And Jesus is the Word. And so like a wreath, it has no beginning and no end. Jesus is there forever and ever in our lives. Now I have some instructions before you come forward. First of all, there will be people on either side of me with a tray. You're welcome to take the juice after I give you bread and drink it and eat it before you go back. At the end of each first pew, there's a little basket where you can put your cups in after you're done. We here offer also gluten-free options. You just have to whisper that to me and make sure that we give that to you, okay? And they're right here as well. And so the ushers will be up to bring you forward and the communion stewards are on their way and I'm I'm not sick or anything but just because I don't want to be breathing on your bread I'm going to put a mask on And you're welcome to come forward.
I invite you to pray with me. Lord God, I just thank you for this opportunity to be able to share in Holy Communion with each and everybody here and the saints that have gone on before us and with you, God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Tonight we are about to leave this place and go out into your world, into your kingdom. Shine your light through us, Lord. We pray this tonight in Jesus' name. Amen. So I have some instructions for you before I tell you a story. The ushers will soon be coming forward to be able to light candles. And first they will light off of me, and then I will walk down and they will light off of, of, um, off me, and then they will light yours. When you light your candle, you tip your candle into the lit flame because we don't want the other one to be tipped because it'll pour hot wax out on you and I don't want anybody to get hurt, okay? The lights will be dimmed and lowered in just a little bit as well, and so be prepared for that. But first, we're going to <coughs> sing Silent Night. And so I want to tell you a story about Silent Night. So let's go back to a time to Christmas Eve day in the year 1818. The place is a small town in Austria. The town's priest, Joseph Moore, is distressed because the church organ has been damaged by a recent flood and it could not be played for Christmas Eve services that evening. The only other musical instrument that Joseph had available to provide music for the service was his guitar. But he had no Christmas music that could be played on the guitar. He recalled a Christmas poem he had written a few years before, before that. He then went to visit a friend, Franz Gruber, who was a church music director in a nearby town. He asked his friend if he could set his mute poem to music. Franz accepted the task, and after several hours of work, they had their new song for the Christmas Eve service. That very night, Joseph played it on his guitar, and the new song was sung in the small church for the very first time. It probably sounded something like this. Stille Nacht, Heilige Nacht, alles schläft, einsam wacht, nur das Treute hoch. Heilige Paar, oder Knabe mit lockigen Haar, schlaf in himmlischer Ruhe, schlaf in what Joseph and Franz could not have known is that their simple little song would become the most popular Christmas carol ever written and recorded. 
translated into over 300 different languages, sung and loved all over the world. We now invite everyone to join with us in singing this classic Christmas carol, which we know as Silent Night. If you please stand if you're able. Silent night, holy night.
action steps for you. First of all, I want you to love all those that you come across. Give them a smile. Startle them if you have to for the next week. Love on them because God loved on us first. Then I want you to know that we're going to be loving on some babies next week. We're collecting baby items to give to young parents who are learning to be better parents. Now, I don't know about you, but, well, I've not been a perfect parent in my life. And learning some good things is always helpful, yes? And so these people earn things for their babies by learning how to become good babies or good parents. So we're going to bless them next week on the day that we remember the Magi who brought gifts for the baby. So we're going to bring gifts for the baby in honor of the baby. We're also doing all kinds of things here. There's all kinds of activities. So if you're looking for a place to belong, there's a reason why we say we love this place, because we do. It is the stone church with a warm heart, and there's lots of warm hearts. So go out today with your warm heart because you have the warmth and the light of Christ in your heart. In the name of God the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. You may be seated.